Hey, hockey moms, welcome to Blue Line Hockey Club, episode two, brought to you by Morley's American Grill, 240 East Orvis Street in Messina. Come on in for our juicy steaks and our beer so cold it'll make your teeth hurt. Morley'sAmericanGrill.com. Like us on Facebook. Come on in and drink those ladies pretty and watch your NHL games on our 10 flat screen TVs. Here we go with episode two. We have the usual suspects, Rob Peters, Pat Sullivan, Derek E2, and myself, Mark Morley. How are we doing, fellas? What's up, ladies? Good. What's happening? All right. Good episode tonight. We have, um, we'll talk about Ryan Donato coming into the league, and we have uh, playoff crunch coming down, and then we're also going to get into a little bit of what happened at the GM meetings in uh, Boca, Florida. They're so, fucking toys with them. Let's get into the um, GM meetings. I thought that was kind of interesting and uh, going down there for, um, you know, the goalie interference. That's something this actually started when we were younger. I can remember um, um, goalie interference calls. Yeah, I used to kick school. their ass if they touched the goalie. Yeah, in the 90s. And that's exactly to my point, Rob. I mean, that's what it's about. You, that's why hockey players fight because you don't touch our goalie because you you will get your you're, you're you're likely to get pushed around. You're likely, I, I mean, you you could end up getting knocked out. I mean, that's just the way it sure. was. So that so the sense. whole so the whole meeting down there was just they're not the same. They're not consistent. Right. Um, and you know they did a couple on uh, NHL Network. They showed a couple videos, and it was like night and day. One was a goal. One wasn't a goal, and they're <laughs> they're both the same, almost identical interference yeah and they have um the referees have like 30 different things that they're supposed to go through that can be a goalie interference and they're trying to make the call within seconds right they're split, and a lot of times seconds. it's fucked up because yep. you know there's too many things that they're supposed to worry about what actually is interference yeah has anybody refereed a hockey game how do you guys i have of I course have. yeah it's i refereed a squirt game and let me tell you what I thought it was going to be, you know, I could just go over there. Those parents and coaches, I mean, they want to win. It, it was, yeah, it was stressful. I was sweating. I didn't know what to do. I think I missed a couple offsides. I mean, we're talking mini mic squirt. So, to your point, Mark, yeah, I mean, this is NHL less than a second. They have a decision, you know. Yeah, so what I saw was that they were going to bring it into Toronto and have them make decisions there. Yeah, I thought they, they – uh, basically have decided that the the calls relating to goaltender interference will go to Toronto is what I saw them. I think that's what they voted on, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead, Pat. Yeah, that's what they're going to do now. It's kind of, they're kind of shrinking down so it's not like 10 guys. Oh, they're reducing the margin of error, right? So Yeah, and it's, it's the same guys every, every time there's an NHL game in that room. There was never a referee in there, so now they're throwing into that small group a referee. So my, my point on this whole thing, you know, they they send these GMs down there on a glorified golf outing yeah. and, and, you know, go down there and hang out, and they're supposed to be pushing through all these new rule changes. And basically what they came up with is a cop-out, let's send it to Toronto, and they'll just decide it there. You know, my opinion is that they should drill down this rule so it's simplified so the ref can make the decision and call it on the ice. You know, figure out the rule, simplify it a little bit so they can make the call. It doesn't need to go to trial every time. I mean, what the hell is this? You know, the refs can't make a call anymore? It's bullshit, I think. Well, 
you're seeing that across all all leagues too. And I mean, you're taking so much time is wasted. I mean, I think that's part of it too. When you're watching on television, you want to have the game go smoothly. You don't want a lot of interruptions. But whether it's the NHL, NFL, I mean, it's it seems like it's just taking up more time to uh, review a replay. So it's just. I agree with you, Mark. They got to figure out. They got to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, did anybody see what happened with the offsides? Um, What's going yeah. on with that? Seems like offsides should be able to call be called on the ice too. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's the, almost kind of old school hockey, but yeah, you have linemen. That's their job is to call onsides and offsides. You know, come on. Well, well, like Mark just said earlier, I mean, it's a split second, and these guys are trying to get it right. I, I, I Mark. I think to Mark's, uh, uh, he doesn't like it. I think it's good. We're moving towards it's moved. The whole NHL is moving in that direction to simplify this and get it right. I mean, all well, other sports, like Pete, you said, is doing it. Yeah, but if it, it right. if it does start to affect the flow of the game, you know, going to Derek's point, then there's a problem. And you know, I don't think we know yet how much of a pain in the ass it's going to be, or whether it's actually going to be helpful. Pain, pain in the ass for who? You and me, the fan, or the the general manager who has six hundred billion dollars in that and wants to fucking go call the go his way, you know what I mean? And, but you're right. I mean, either or. I mean, no one's going to be pissed off at the end of the night. Well, unless yeah. unless it doesn't, you know, there's no effect, and you know they rarely use it. The question is, how often are they going to be going to the videotape? I mean, on every call, are they going to video review, or is it just on the you know the highly questionable ones that? You know. from, what I, from what I saw, I thought it was that the biggest thing in question for the offsides was it was when the player's front foot or one skate was in the zone and the puck was not in the zone yet and their other back foot was off the ice. That was like the big, you know, that was like the big question, um, which to me it's like you, you're turning it into like the catch rule in the NFL. Like you're just, you're adding too many variables, like just... Yeah, you know, I, puck, I thought I thought you had to drag. It's on side, right? So yeah, I thought you had to drag your foot. I didn't know yeah, you could know. have it in the it, air. It all comes or... down to like this back foot being off the ice now, which is just stupid. Yeah, and you have um, you know, I think all the replay in, in every sport is that you have fans that hate it and you have fans that like it. You know, it's just like in baseball, if they have the umpires, you know, strikes being uh, challenged and stuff like that that they don't do. You know, it, it's it's one of those things that they think's taken away from the game, and it should be called up, you know, by the referees or the umpires. And then you have people that have their pros and their cons, and they're going to debate it forever. Well, baseball's a three-hour game, four, three and a half-hour game. So, <laughs> yeah. So the um, the other thing that was discussed uh, down there in Boca was the the upcoming possibility of uh, Seattle coming in, and they have uh, whether or not they're going to have to give up a Draft pick, not draft picks, but when they come to the selection of the next expansion team, will Vegas have to? Yeah, Vegas. You know, Vegas is going to be exempt, right? Yeah. So I mean, what do you guys think on that? Do you think they should be exempt? It should be not till like twenty twenty. So I mean, they're going to have a couple years to develop. Think they should be exempt from having to protect players? I don't know. I don't. I don't think they should be exempt. I, if it's a couple years down the road, I mean, you've had time to develop a team to bring in players. So I, I don't understand why they would. This is their first benefit from that, honestly. This is their first year, so I would I would probably lean towards, you know, they're building. They don't. I mean, I'm sure they're not. They don't have a great team, but I, I think it could be potentially bad if they lost whatever you know chemistry they did have. But I thought Mark was just saying you're saying that's a 2020 though, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's when they're projecting it's coming into the league because they're oh. going to do the stadium and all that stuff. And... Yeah, Seattle. Okay, so five years out. Uh, that's still iffy. Years. 2018. Um, Did you take course one? <laughs> are, are you stuck in the 60s? I am stuck in the 60s. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... That is some freaking government weed, isn't it? <laughs> Municipal shit's good. All so, right. I mean, yeah, they also have that I, I was reading about, you know, this, this whole expansion thing, too, that I didn't realize that each team gets paid $16.67 million for each player that they had to give up. So there's 30 players that went to Vegas. Each oh, team, Vegas they are compensated. Vegas has to pay each team 16.67 million back, and when Seattle comes in, it's bumping it up to 21.67 million. So they get they give up one player, they get 20 million dollars. So that's not a bad gig either. Yeah. So that was that was exactly what Derek asked last. Yep, time. yep. That changes the calculation altogether. There, I, I would guess. Yeah. I'd, and I didn't throw my uh, two cents in there. I, I don't. I think it's a, a good rule that they're exempt from the draft, just because I think this. I think it's a fluke year for for uh, you know Vegas. I mean, this doesn't happen too often. Like you said last time, Mark, the last team was San Jose. Is that correct? Yeah, the last team that was even you know close to being successful was San Jose, and they they weren't that successful at all. They didn't have a winning season. Right, and, and I think we're all. Just kind of basing it off Vegas is kicking ass this year and they should give up some players they're doing good but overall for a league to grow and get better I think it's a it's a good role but uh yeah that's your thing that to discuss which I really don't know if I have much of opinion on it maybe you guys do you can throw it out there um was a the LTIR long-term injured reserve um they went over that rule it looks like they're they're not changing it Teams were kind of abusing it a little bit, placing guys on long-term IR, and they could have independent doctors reviewing their status. So it was kind of like, here you know, we go. yeah, here we go. Who's actually reviewing these guys? Are they just trying to protect them so they can keep them on the roster? Yeah. But from what I can see, they're just going to leave it alone. Anybody have any opinion on that? I mean, oh, there's just just from listening to that, there's ways around everything. So yeah, okay, we'll we'll put some rules in on that, and they'll just find ways around it. So yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, long-term IR, that's way out of my league as far as following hockey. Yeah, yeah. long-term IR. I look at what, who's hurt right now, who's when they're coming back, you know, stuff like that. But I don't really have much interest in the long-term IR list. Yeah. No, nope, I'm with you there. So, I mean, like I said before, you know, I don't know how much was actually done and what 75 hours they had and uh, their meetings. Like, you know, they probably didn't there. drink. You think they had a couple cold ones? They maybe. Yeah, like I said, glorified golf outing for the GMs, a little vacation, get flying on their private jets and play golf and fly home. And I wonder if Gary Bettman's a good golfer. I don't know. I'd have to say no by the looks of him. (laughs) He kind of looks like a dweeb. Yeah, Yeah, like a Charles Barkley golf swing. It looks like we've covered that pretty good tonight, guys. Um, Let's move on. Let's let's go into uh, Ryan Donato uh, debut for the Bruins this week, uh, coming off his loss at Harvard and finishing up his career there. So, um, Pat, why don't you go first? You're the Bruins guy. What do you think about the new addition to the Bruins? Oh, man, I mean, what a year for Donato. Just, I can't script that. It's just, it's unreal how he's a, you know, Olympian. The best player on the Olympic squad by far, MVP, and then gets, what's he got four points, did you say now already? Yeah, yeah, he ended up scoring in both games he played in. 
and getting assists in both games. I mean, you just can't script it any better. It's it's and he's a you know he's from Massachusetts, born and raised from high school to um, college to high you know juniors and everything. So uh, to go from living the dream, God, I guess so. It's uh, it's a really good pickup for um, uh, Boston. Great addition. Come out there and do that already, and you know with the Bruins having so many uh, in- injuries already, and I mean we're in second place. They're probably going to win the cup again. I mean, I mean that too. The Bruins were the best, but <laughs> I mean it's just great. It's it's good for him and his family, and like I mean, what I hear is his family is a pretty good. Um, group of people and he's a good guy too so stand up for that. Yeah Derek want to uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Well I, I just think it's, it's kind of speaking to a trend in the NHL and it's a trend in um, you're starting to see it in more, more and more sports you got young guys uh, where in the past like kind of the old guard was like you know players came in you know young guys came in the league they sat around they were in a farm system they didn't play for a couple years but now you're seeing across all sports, really. It's young guys are coming in and contributing right away. There's no waiting anymore. I like seeing the young guys getting the opportunity to come in right away and contribute. I think it's great. Hey, Robbie, uh, can you see uh, being a Buffalo fan? You think uh, Donato can be the next uh, Jack Eichel out there? Uh, I mean, a goal in his first two games, each go- each game, to me says, you know, th- that's the start of a, a confident NHL career. I cannot wait to to see what this kid does next year already. He's definitely moved to to the top of my list. I, I had no idea that this kid was such a good player. I, I mean, just looking at it, Harvard, he had 104 points at Harvard in his career. I think three seasons. You know, USA men's MVP up for Hobie Baker. Uh, I think this kid's a star. I, I, as long as he can be healthy, like I said, I, I can't wait to see what he does next year. Full season? I'm a fan. Yeah, I, think, I think he's going to help the Bruins, you know, push deep into the playoffs. And, you know, and if, if that does happen, which I'm pretty sure it will, the experience he's going to gain and just make them that much better next year at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Uh, his confidence, you know, to go into your first game, all the jitters and all the lights and, you know, to to put your first point on the board, uh, it makes it just that much easier. I mean, Mark can, uh, Mark can probably speak to that, you know, playing pro lacrosse. And when he first stuck the ball in the back of the net the first time, you know, the next shot seems to go a little little bit easier. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, the, the jitters are going. you got so much excitement. You waited for this your whole life, and you're finally playing in the NHL. I mean, you probably dreamed about this, playing street hockey at five years old. You know, so... You know, there is a lot of nerves in there, but it seems like, you know, when I started watching this kid play the juniors last year, I mean, what a stud. You know, we started to hear about him yep. when we were watching that. And then uh, right into the Olympics this year, watching him again, definitely a star. I mean, the hands, this kid has hands for days. You know, watching him play, he's a playmaker, and he's just a very talented kid. You know, so I, I think he's going to have a pretty promising career with the Bruins. I think the Bruins, you know, find, found a, you know, great player in Donato and, and what what a great thing for him to stay in Massachusetts his dad the coach at Harvard you know is going to be able to get a bunch of his games his family's there in Boston you know so that's great for him and also see that 
he's going to try to finish out his semester. He's living on campus right now, commuting back and forth to play for the Bruins. I mean, what a stud. How often is this kid getting laid, man? Yeah, I mean, the, the character that it shows that he's going to finish out and, uh, you know, fulfill his – well, get closer to fulfilling his dream of, you know, graduating Harvard. Uh, it just – it says a lot about him. He, he's beyond his years – um, you know, for the age he is, he's just, you know, the, these kids, like, like Derek was saying, they're coming in at the peak of their, you know, their energy, they're, they're, they're strong as they're ever going to be. And, you know, as long as they can stay healthy, they're going to enjoy the next few years of their life for sure. Oh yeah, man. Living the dream, man. He's going to be getting rookie salary, but maybe living uh, the high life. What's it? Uh, McAvoy for the Boston Bruins. He's also continuing his education at BU right now too is uh what's uh Jordan Greenway gonna do you think he's gonna continue taking classes or what's he uh, thinking I don't I heard through the pipeline he's got an uncle that's like a math professor <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um really good course name. math magician Probably it'll help him I guess with his schooling and he's got an uncle that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, that's that's good for these kids. You know, it's it's tough to be in that limelight of being a professional hockey player and, you know, go back to living in your um, on-campus dorm or whatever. He's got an apartment or something. I mean, what a stud. He must just be on uh, cloud nine right now, being a top guy on campus. I mean, Harvard, what do they got for sports besides hockey that's really sending a lot of guys to the pros and especially going to the Bruins, which is, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of Bruins fans at Harvard, so. Good for him, and, and good to see that he's going to finish up his education because the Harvard education, I mean, what the hell else? It means playing in the NHL, and he's going to have a Harvard degree. Right. Jesus right. Christ. All he, all he has to do is just get a threesome by creation. <laughs> he's 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 he'll have it all. Trifecta right there. <laughs> so, uh, well, guys, we have um, – Dave, before we get into the uh, into the playoff race here, did anybody see Crosby's goal last night? Did anybody see that? It was like he came across the middle, like right in front of the net, and somebody shot the puck towards the net, and he hit it with his stick, like stopped it with his out stick. Out of the air. Out of the out air. Out of the air, and then batted it into the net. I mean, it he, was He, he awesome. caught it out of the air, tapped it forward in the air, and then back in it <laughs> out of the air. Phil. I mean, just insane. I mean, I can't stand the guy. I think he's an absolute dweeb, but I think Cry ass. Cry ass. Just dirty. He plays dirty too. I mean, just a lot of dirty stuff. But what a talent, though! Holy cow! Yeah, that was pretty awesome. I mean, I saw that highlight too. I was like, holy fuck! But uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you get it, like I play in men's league here. Just got my stitches out the other day. Fucking yeah. a, like I need, needed stitches in my face at fucking thirty eight. Yeah. But you know, I get I get called out as a dirty player all the time just because I go hard though. I'm yeah, not about. I am a little bit of a dirty player, but yeah, but he's sticking guys. He's like sticking guys in the nuts behind the play, and so like, he's just his difference between playing hard and playing the way he's doing it. Dirty, guys, but, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get labeled a dirty player just by going hard because you might finish out a check, or you know, you're just going after it. Yeah, it's, it's you're, what you're saying is different. Yeah, what he does is. I mean, Bergeron should be golf partners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll, we'll bring it right back to Patrick. You know, let's start with the East. And uh, we talked a little bit about it last week. 
Uh, not too much has changed. We still have same teams in the mix. You know, we didn't really talk about Tampa Bay last week, though. We mentioned Washington and uh, the Penguins quite a bit. But we didn't we didn't bring Tampa Bay into the mix uh, in the East. I think we probably should mention them tonight. They're right ahead of what? You Philly's Bruins. Yeah, I mean, six points. They're on a three-game winning streak. I mean, they're just stacked from top to bottom. And uh, I saw um, Iserman. One of the uh, media guys asked him, you know, what's going on down in Tampa? What's going, you know? And he said nothing but like, oh, I know we got to do a lot of work. We got to pick up the pace. It, it was actually like he was. They weren't doing well, and you know they're first in the division. But I mean, you look at that team top to bottom, and uh, you actually print out their uh, lineup for each night, and you look at that, and you're like, holy shit, how are we gonna beat these guys? The addition of uh, the Ranger players there at the, the trade deadline just solidified that. But I think I don't know. My Bruins are once they get everyone back. Um, I think the Bruins are going to be pretty tough to beat with Donato in the lineup now. Get McAvoy and Z back on D. Tukaras is on fire. East, East is going to be pretty, uh, pretty uh, good to watch in the playoffs. And and back to another top, you know, topic we touched on. It's all the young bucks that are hitting the highlights. But, uh, yeah. So it looks like Philadelphia is um, the first in the wild card right now. I did catch their game. Uh, most of it they had. Uh, the Red Wings in, in Philadelphia this yesterday or the day before, and that was the homecoming of Morassic coming back to uh, Detroit and their little thing for him before the game. And <laughs> they ended up pulling his ass, I think, by the second period. Or no, it was in the second period. They uh, they scored three goals in the second period and got pulled. That wasn't really a good showing for him, and it is a home debut in Detroit, but it was kind of nice for Jimmy Howard to see that. They ended up winning the game 5-4. So he got the win over his old teammate, and, uh, you know, knocked him down a couple points into the playoff wild card. So I'm sure that uh, Jimmy Howard was excited about that. Derek, you want to talk a little bit about uh, where you see the East going? Well, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure. I mean, I think it's the East is pretty looks pretty much solidified. But if we go out to the West, I mean, you got to talk. One team we haven't talked about at all last week, I said something about the Jets coming in from the West. But uh, Line A, was just, I think he was just hurt like, just a couple days ago. Yeah, he's um, hurt. Yeah, but the Predators, I mean, holy cow, they, they, I was just reading a statistic, they haven't lost a single game in regulation in the last month. So you got, you got some good teams in the West, you got some good teams in the East, the playoffs are going to be tight this year, I think. It's, there's no, I don't think there's any runaway team. You got a lot of teams kind of bundled up with a lot of talent. I think it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, we also have what's probably going to be our second favorite team coming in uh, pretty soon in Minnesota Wild. Um, 90 points right now. Look like they're going to be getting in the playoffs. We hope they'll go deep this year. You know, Nashville's got Fisher back. I think he's been a good addition. I think he had a goal, actually, last night or the night before. So that that's definitely going to be a bonus for them. And, uh, Robbie, you want to speak a little bit about your thoughts on the playoffs? Um, I mean, sure. I, I, I'm kind of in Derek's boat here. There's no real team that kind of jumps out as, you know, the, they're just going to be unstoppable. It seems like there's a good mix on both the East and West. And, you know, playoffs are going to be interesting again. That's uh, that's a good thing for the NHL. And it's a good thing for me, you know, as a fan. So I'll be watching. And uh, the, the Columbus Blue Jackets, I mean, they keep rising in the playoff race. Yep. Uh, ten straight wins, beating uh, 
Panthers for nothing last night. I mean, they're on fire. Yeah, you don't hear about them very much either. You know what I mean? The Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, that's. I don't think there's. Well, in our region, I don't know. Out in Columbus, they're probably popular, but you know, it's not one of those teams that everybody's rooting for. As far as I'm concerned, as far as my my circle of friends, so. You know, like, kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs with football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but. So we really talked about Vegas a little bit. I mentioned them last week, but yeah. I kept saying Anaheim instead of Vegas. But uh, what do you guys think about Vegas in the playoffs? I mean, they are first in their division. I mean, pretty unbelievable for the for an expansion team with the 99 points right now. You know, I think that's probably close to clinching clinching their spot. But what do you think they're going to do in the in the playoff run? Are you with uh, is Andre Fleury? He's injured though, isn't he? Or? Yeah, I think he's he's injured, but I'm pretty sure it's not like a long term gotcha. injury. I'm not positive, but I did see that today. Go ahead, Pat. I was I was just kind of I thought I thought I heard he'd been injured, so uh, that might make a difference going to the playoffs. But go ahead, Pat. No, I mean I was just going to stress that Vegas is doing so well because of their goalie. No one really sticks out on their team as you know a big hockey name that. If I was to go, you know, ask someone down at the local mall, you know, a couple names off their teams, they won't know anyone or your average NHL fan. And uh, except the goalie, and the goalie's pretty much what's uh, um, keeping them in there. But I guess you could also say they got grinders, you know. That in hockey, it's chemistry. It's not um, – I touched on this before. You, you can put five all-stars on one team and – you might have the chemistry like Pittsburgh has, but uh, sometimes it doesn't work. Vegas just has some grinders and a good goalie, so uh, I think they're going to go far. I like, I like players. Yeah, and a, so, as a new team, it seems like they they have something to prove. I mean, they're they're eight points ahead San San Jose, eleven points ahead of Anaheim. They're doing pretty well. Uh, I wish them the best of luck, but you know, I've I haven't seen too many games. I, I don't, other than you know, seeing that they're doing well, I, I couldn't tell you. You know, like Pat said, uh, someone on that team, uh, I couldn't name a, a single player probably. Yeah, they don't get a lot of, um, you know, TV time out here in the East Coast either. But, you know, with uh, the time delay, we probably don't watch them as much. But the uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Derek, like you mentioned before, he did take a puck in the mask. So they haven't really – they didn't really say – they're trying to be pretty quiet about when Yeah, they, they were saying – I mean, he's got a history of concussions. About this – they were saying in 2016, around this time, 2016 season, he had a similar injury, and it kept him out, like, the first two rounds of the playoffs. So that's that's a big deal. That's what it – that's a real Huge. bitching deal. Huge. Playoffs, you got hot goalie in the playoffs, and then that makes a break you right there, you know? Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, he's got – with a history of it, too, that's not good. So – Yep, you get a couple of those concussions and it fucks you up pretty good. Just ask Rob. Yeah, yeah. smoke a joint goes right away, right, buddy? Um, just, well, just I probably had 30 here. in my career. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could probably notch three into the wooden table. But just on that, um, Marc-Andre Fleury, like, <clears throat> the last three years, you know, let's say three to five years, like, hockey players know Marc-Andre Fleury. He was, like, one of the better goalies, right? And yeah. then, and then in comes Matt Murray. Mark Andre thinks he has it, you know, solidified there. They're gonna hang his jersey in the in the rafters. I got it locked up here. And then Matt Murray walks in, and they they uh, Flurry gets injured a couple times, and Murray walks in, has some good games, and then they keep him. Yeah, well, I don't yeah. know if you remember, but Mark Andre Flurry, when he was leaving Pittsburgh, had some. He he wasn't doing very well. He had some pretty bad games. I mean, I know he got hurt, but when he was coming back, I think he made it pretty easy for 
Murray to come in and take that job. I just heard down to the line and on NHL Network, like Mark Andre Fleury would would stay on the ice until the the rookies of the rookies of, on the team were done taking shots. You're no, you're if you're number one goalie on the on an NHL team, you're the first one off the ice, right? You you don't have to take extra shots. I'm done. I'm done. When you're when you're done, you're done. You can just leave. And then the backups, you know, and the third backup have to take over. Yep. I heard that Flurry would just stay there and take everyone's shots, and he's just a stand-up guy. He just likes to compete. And I'm 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 hoping he does well, and he's the backbone of Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've kind of covered that. I mean, right now, what is there? Maybe six, seven games left, something like that. Eight games. Anybody know? Yeah, you're right, seven or eight. It say. depends, yeah. So we, uh, you know, we have a little extra time, guys. We're going to maybe flip over and discuss a little bit of what's going on in college hockey. We have uh, Clarkson, our local team up here in Potsdam, is going to be playing Providence this weekend. Uh, Notre Dame, Michigan Tech. Northeastern's playing Michigan. BU's got Cornell, uh, Penn State, and Denver. And then we have Princeton. Denver. Oh, no, Princeton. Uh, Denver's playing uh, Penn State Star. And uh, the hell's Princeton playing? Princeton's playing Ohio. Ohio State, yeah. Yeah, it's cut off on this bracket I, I'm looking at. But, you know, that's uh, that's going to roll out this weekend. That's pretty exciting. I like the college hockey and the Frozen Four and all that. It's a good time to, you know, actually get some college hockey on TV. We don't always get to watch the game, so. Why the hell is Air Force always in this fucking tournament? <laughs> They like yeah. just throw. I think it was Trump threw him in there for the parade. God, it'd be great. They want to make sure we get the parade in there. So, Why you know, are they always in there? What the hell is this? Is it, they come back, like, they, who are they playing? Like, I mean, is Norwood Norfolk in that division or something like that? Or? Uh, a Bay. A Bay. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Who, who are they playing, Derek? Air Force is playing St. Cloud State right. tomorrow. Tomorrow at four o'clock. Nice in uh, Sioux Falls, San Diego, or San Diego, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. <laughs> South Dakota. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm going to be rooting for uh, Jordan Greenway, Boston U, local kid. Um, you know, and also probably cheering Clarkson on. We'll have a lot of fans up here looking after that. After the, you know, they just had the women win last weekend, uh, second in a row, third time national championship. Really turned the program around up here. Same with the men's team doing really well this season, and. Uh, BU's gonna have a tough one with Cornell. Hopefully they can pull that out. And uh, what do you who do you guys like? Sully, you wanna go in on that one? I, I got I got BU winning the whole thing. I think they can beat Cornell. They've been on fire the last a little bias. Got it. I think ten and ten and one in the last eleven games. Eleven plus one. So BU's eleven one. And I and I'm kinda of with those teams. You know, I played enough sports in my life where some teams and you guys will agree with me that you have a shitty first half, and then you turn it on the second, and just you just keep rolling. Either you, either you turn it on in the first half and roll, and then you lose, or you turn it on in the second half um, roll. But I have BU um, playing Denver in the championship game. A little biased in the go with BU, but Denver is pretty stacked too. So yeah, I like to see I like to see uh, BU get there and Clarkson get there. If BU loses, what are the ch- chances of Jordan going to play for the Wild? They're definitely going to pull them up there. Uh, uh, Greenway is a pretty good pick for them. I mean, they definitely want to burn a year in his contract. Uh, he definitely wants to burn a year in his contract, you know. He's got a three-year contract with them, so burn this one year. Then you'll have two left. Minnesota's a, a hard club to crack. I mean, you get Clayton Keller who left BU 
last year, he had to crack fucking Arizona's squad. I think one of us four could probably crack that squad. So just fuck yeah. And just just that, I mean, it's a tough squad. Any any other team, any other NHL team that picked up Greenway, um, Carolina would would be begging or drooling to get him in the lineup. Or New Jersey. New Jersey's got the you know, pushing for the wild card. But uh, Minnesota's gonna be tough, but I think I think he can he'll be a solid third, fourth liner for the rest of this year. Then uh, we'll see what happens next year. Nice. Um, hey, Robbie, you have any uh, picks for the for the Frozen Four? Well, I, I'm certainly going to be watching the the North Country teams, Clarkson, Cornell, uh, definitely BU. As far as who's going to win, I think that's a different story. Uh, just to get through, you know, the quarterfinals. I mean, listen, we're in playoff hockey. Uh, you lose the game and you do not get to go on. So uh, until the game's played and the game's over. You know, it's going to be tough to, to make the call as who the final four are. Yeah, when they're in their conference and they got the best out of three, it makes it a little easier. You can have a half night. Yeah. You go like, play like shit one night. You know, like Pat said, the momentum right now, whoever's got the momentum is really going to help. We got a hot goalie. Yep. You know, if you're really meshing at the end of the year, yeah, that's good momentum going into the tournament. Uh, you know, we can take a little look at Syracuse. I mean, what a struggling year they had in basketball. You know, now they're in the Sweet 16 playing Duke tomorrow night. You know, they just kind of hit their stride, play good defense. You know, and at the right time. Yeah. Hopefully. Go ahead. No, I I mean, I I just said hopefully, right? That that is the the key. You have to be in in full momentum in playoffs, or you know, you're you're going home to play golf. Pretty cool. We got what three ECAC teams, right? In the in the uh, in the finals here. I mean, that's pretty cool. Three three ECAC teams and. Pretty big for ECAC. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean for a kind of they're not considered like one of the you know power conferences probably. You know, they get three three teams here in the NCAA tournament. That's pretty cool. So you guys gonna be watching that Syracuse game tomorrow night? Any basketball guys out there? It's getting yeah, closer. Yeah, we'll yeah. watch this one. Yeah, start nine nine thirty start or something like that. It seems like everything we watch these days starts at nine something. Jesus, are we getting older? So Holy shit. Getting older. <laughs> I used to just get started at 9.30. Now I'm rolling, getting ready to go to bed. So um, pretty good podcast tonight, guys. Um, just to uh, reiterate what we talked about, Ryan Donato, I think great addition with the Bruins, playoffs, who knows, man. I, I, I just can't figure it out as far as there's so many good teams right now. I mean, if the team, wild card guys, whatever, you know, we're talking about them because we're just, that's the big talk. Who's going to get in, you know, who's going to end up winning the next few games, get into the playoffs, but. I don't know. I think most of the, I think the teams that are going to go far are already in the playoffs. Bruins will probably lose out because it's terrible, but uh, <laughs> you might see, you might see them win a game or two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be tough to say. To uh, I really like Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay is pretty freaking good. They've been good all year. I don't. I hate Tampa Bay though. I mean, as far as a team, Florida hockey, I, mean, I have no interest in that shit. And that's uh, not a team that I root for. No, they were fun to watch. I mean, it's a good atmosphere. They like hockey in, in St. Pete. Oh, shut up. Just because you live there. Uh, well, I, I did enjoy quite a few games while I was there. Yeah, I went with you. I went with you, Pete, that game. Remember we had the, uh, those good seats right in the top row? It was a good atmosphere. It was pretty loud. That's when they had uh, Vincent LeCavier. And, yep, um, Marty St. Louis. Marty St. Louis. And you get blasted. 
Uh, I think you're good, yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's a good chance there. I think that's when uh, we all went down there, Morley. You, you were like two days late. Uh, I think me, Rob, and... Telfer? Telfer, or Rosetti. Who the fuck was all down there? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Wasn't it Telfer? Or Billy Palmer? Bill, yeah, William Palmer the third. For some reason, I thought I had to drink as much as I could no, before you I left. Yeah. Oh, I did for sure. Red Bull vodkas all day. Yeah. <laughs> the good old times. Yeah, we had a blast. Yeah. How, right. how about we make a pick real quick? Everybody make a pick for who they think going to be in the uh, national championship game for the uh, NCAA tournament. Hockey. We're talking. Not get away from Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was Barley. Make, make a pick for your for your uh, national championship game. For the for the two teams you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with BU and Denver. Yeah, Sully. I second that. BU and Denver. Uh, I'm still still analyzing. Go go ahead, Derek. Give me your uh, pick. I'll take. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little ways away from you guys. I'll take Saint Cloud State versus Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Notre Dame guy. Notre Dame and that family over there. I want BU for the record. But. That's the one I. That's the one I like. That, that's what I think is going to be there. Potentially, BU could play Clarkson. That would be interesting. I. I would that be. Nice. That would be cool. Um. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I, I'm looking at these matchups and St. Cloud State, Minnesota State. I don't know. Ohio, Denver. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm. I'm going to stay with. I don't know. <laughs> He's neutral. Are you from Canada? He's I'm from Canada. Hey. Hey, you don't want to piss anybody off in case they're listening over there. <laughs> well, I don't All know. Right. I think Cornell is going to – Boston's going to have their hands full of Cornell, so that's going to be a tough one for you guys that are choosing Boston, if I, if I were to speak my truth. So was that uh, Cornell and who? Uh, St. Cloud State, I think. All right. We'll see. see. We'll see. Games are picking up uh, tomorrow. Is that they see the Friday games? And yeah, uh, starting at really at four o'clock tomorrow. Four o'clock. Oh. All right, let's catch some of those. We got basketball weekend. Be a good weekend for sports. Uh, thank you for joining us here at the Blue Line Hockey Club. Check out our website, bluelinehockey.com. Check out our podcast from last week. We'll put this this podcast up, and every Thursday we will have podcasts coming on for our future listeners. Have a good night and keep your stick on the ice. Keep your head up. See ya. Hey. Hey. Hey.